What a difference a client can make. This is the tale of the two clients. Two clients I worked with a few years back. I've changed their names to protect their innocence. There was Jane. Jane was not an expert in, in the web. While there was also John, who had years of experience behind him. One would naturally conclude that John would make a better digital lead of the web team that he led. But no, that was not the case. Don't misunderstand me. Digital skills are useful when it comes to leading a digital team. However, they're not the only requirement and many other factors influence whether somebody makes a good digital lead. In fact, to be a great digital lead requires particular personality traits and soft skills more than it does, I think, digital knowledge. There's no doubt that John knew his stuff. He started as a web designer and has maintained and grown his knowledge by attending all the right conferences and reading the right blogs. However, despite that, he lacked the leadership skills that Jane had in abundance. For example, John saw himself as an implementer, not as somebody to take control. John had worked in his organisation since being a junior web designer and he'd worked his way up through the company until he ran the web team. However, he still had the mentality of a junior designer. He still expected to be told what to do. He implemented the ideas of others. Yes, he would complain that he had no control, but when he was given authority, he wouldn't utilise it. As part of the work we did with John, we produced a digital strategy, and that strategy stated that the digital lead, John, should have the final authority over digital assets. The entire board signed off on this strategy, agreeing that John should take the reins. Instead of leaping at this new opportunity, John immediately allowed others to derail his vision for the site. He moaned about this, but he wouldn't fight to maintain authority that he had been given. Jane, on the other hand, was a very different character. She didn't wait to be handed authority. She just got on with what needed to be done. She took a page out of Grace Hooper's book, um, who famously said, it's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is to get permission. Jane understood that nobody was going to give her control and that nobody else was willing to take on the responsibility, so she stepped up. She didn't wait to be picked, she picked herself. This meant making some tough choices that others were avoiding. And making decisions is a big part of being a digital lead, and with making decisions, there comes risk. Risk of being wrong, risk of upsetting others, risk of failure. Those of us who work for ourselves or who are a part of a smaller company are used to those risks. However, in large organisations, many become risk-averse. With so many peers, it's easier to let somebody else take the risk or kind of collectively move towards a consensus where no one individual takes responsibility. This is why John chose not to take control. He felt more comfortable allowing others to make the decision, even if, he got, uh, even if he then moaned about it afterwards. Better to let others take the risk and criticise them than be the person receiving the criticism. Not that this was a conscious decision. Instead, he convinced himself that he wasn't able to get buy-in or the approval of others before he could move. Jane, on the other hand, recognised that digital was moving too fast to always reach a consensus or wait for others to make the decision. She understood that it was uh, that for better or worse, making a decision quickly was uh, preferable to not making a decision at all. Not that this means she ignored the feelings and opinions of other people. 
Jane knew her limitations. She knew she wasn't a digital expert, so turned to others to fill in the gaps of her knowledge. She regularly consulted with experts both within the organisation and outside before reaching a decision. Some of those experts will be web professionals in her own team, while others were content experts from across the organisation who had a stake in various parts of the site. She really valued the opinions of others, but was ultimately willing to make the decision based on what she felt was right on the feedback that she'd received. John consulted others too, but to be honest, I think he resented it. He felt that he was the digital expert and so should be making the final call. He consulted with stakeholders because he felt he had to. He didn't recognise their expertise in their subject matter. Of course, stakeholders could sense this from John and so were often unwilling to work with him because he was just quite difficult. John also had the same attitude with his own team. He was older and therefore, in his eyes, more experienced on the web um, than most of his staff. This meant he knew best and didn't really need to pay much attention or heed their feedback. As a result, his staff often felt undervalued and as if their contribution didn't really matter. Jane's team, on the other hand, knew they were valued because she was very open about her limitations and lack of experience. She relied on her team to perform um, and people would constantly step up just to avoid letting her down. They wanted to support her because she was honest and because she was constantly fighting for them and for the right way of doing things. Jane was no pushover. If her team agreed that something needed to be done in a certain way, she would fight hard, even with senior management, to make that happen. She understood that digital didn't fit comfortably into the current organisational structure and that senior management didn't always understand the need for change. She therefore had a choice. She could compromise the effectiveness of digital to fit into the organisation or she could be a disruptive force that tried to drag the organisation into the digital age. I bet you can guess that she chose the latter. Equally unsurprisingly, John chose the former. He seemed to prefer to work in a safe job that he hated than be a maverick and risk losing what he had. It always struck me as somewhat bizarre because with his experience, he could have quite easily walked into a job somewhere else if if he did get fired for being disruptive, especially considering how much digital leads are in demand. Of course, when you look at the story of John and Jane, the question is simple. Are you Jane with her drive, enthusiasm and fearlessness? Or are you John who is obsessed, uh, who's... (laughs) who's basically become institutionalised, doesn't he? Of course, nobody likes to think they're John, but if you find yourself constantly frustrated um, in bringing about change, and if your team seems unhappy with the way things are going, then I would encourage you to take a long, hard look at your approach and be honest with yourself about who you really are.